Welcome. It's time to remap your mind. If you are ready for some mind remapping, deep food for thought, metaphysical, spiritual vitamins for your soul, you are most definitely in the right place. This podcast is all about empowering our community to go deeper, touching topics that most people may not think to think about with everyday real heroes who are trying to make a difference in our world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, master NLP and hypnosis practitioner and trainer, author, speaker, and coach, and founder of the Mind Remapping Nation. I am here to motivate, empower, and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom, and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you. Okay, y'all, let's get meta. All right. For those of you who don't know, I'm Dr. Maisha, founder of the Mind Remapping Academy. And uh, and I, I, I promised that I would give some more tips around reframing thought habits. So that is actually what we're talking about today. And today I'm going to talk about specifically about reframing. And the reason I want to talk about reframing is because it's one of those things that's uh, really simple and easy to do. Uh, it does require some intention, but it's probably something that you're already doing right now. Uh, the point of the work that I do in neuro-linguistic programming is not to always, not always to teach people something that they didn't know, but to give the process by which you can do something with intention and effectively on a regular basis. And so many of you uh, may have already heard about reframing, may know about reframing, may regularly use reframing. Uh, but what I want to talk about today is how you use this type of language pattern in order to uh, shift negative thought patterns in the moment. Okay. And sometimes it does take a step back, um, depending on what type of processor you are. So I'm a person who I'm, I test as an introvert. And, uh, and then there are, you know, some other letters inside of that sequencing. Uh, but I'm the kind of person that typically likes to take a step back, um, think things over, and then come back with a response. And so my one of my areas of development is to be able to um, respond a little bit more in the moment. But there are some people who are rapid responders and you could use the development of taking a step back and thinking about things before you respond. And in both cases, reframing can be a effective. Um, this is a, a, ling a linguistic or a language uh, technique or pattern that can be used with oneself and it can actually be used externally when in conversation with others. So I frequently uh, am reframing myself <laughs> as a mom <laughs> and then also my clients and friends, because again, in conversation, if you're listening and you hear a thought pattern from someone else that you can, you can automatically hear is disempowered, you can automatically hear is, is not true, but a perception that could be changed in that moment you can effectively reframe and change um, a person's view. And that's what reframing is all about. It's about uh, loosening 
the grip of an unhealthy or an unresourceful belief pattern and sometimes change and like giving a different perspective in order to change the view. And sometimes just doing that alone causes a causes a breakthrough and a transformation. Sometimes it takes a bit more. Um, and so, uh, but it's planting a seed. If you're doing it in the moment, it could be planting a seed to something that is um, in effect more transformational in the future. So let's um, let's talk a little bit about the reframing process. Uh, reframing is all it is. All it is is giving a person another view and, an, and another perspective. And the way we use uh, reframing in neurolinguistic programming is we use it to make change at the unconscious level. And what I mean by that is I I think I've described this multiple times in these lives. Is there's you know our conscious thought patterns. Right? These are the things that we are aware of that we're thinking. And then there's the, the stuff underneath the surface, right? Some people call subconscious, we call it unconscious. The thing that's running us that we don't know is running us. And then there's the, the stuff that's like way deep in the ocean, right? That unconscious, that unconscious thought process that's way deep in the ocean. So depending on what the, the nature of the conversation is, you may just be loosening the belief pattern, but also you may be actually completely shifting a person's view. All right. So there's there's a there's a couple of basic reframes that uh, I'm going to share. Types of reframes that I'm going to share, and then give you a couple of examples. And then after that, it's going to be up to you to take it out in the world. So. Um, the first kind of reframe, and by the way, these are these are some techniques I go into a lot more depth in when I do my um, my live trainings, the the mind remapping trainings that I talk about often. These are some of the just two just just couple of the techniques that I go a lot more in depth in um, when I do these trainings, and I'm and I'm gonna actually be giving you over the next few weeks more of these so you can get a taste of what you could learn, but. First kind of reframe I want to talk to you about is um, context, context reframe. And what basically that is, it's probably very similar to what you think. It's when someone says something and you are changing the context of that thing. So for example, uh, if someone said, if, let's say if a lady is concerned about her weight and she says, oh, you know, my, um, my belly is too fat. Right. So maybe maybe uh, there's there are women out there, maybe possibly there are women out there who feel that way. And uh, and so it, we would think of what you would do in order to reframe something like that would be to think of if you wanted to reframe something like that. Right. Um, with be think of a context in which that situation actually is a good thing or a positive rather. So, for example, Oh, you know, I need to, I, I want to have like a, a, a flat belly. Oh, my belly's too flat, too fat or whatever. And in um, a reframe might be, well, in some cultures, men really like women with a little bit more meat on the bone, right? Or my, yeah, I've, I've heard this whole, my butt is too big from certain women. I certainly don't. Um, subscribe to that. <laughs> but it there's, you know, in certain cultures, um, you know, 
it is it's actually seen as a sign of fertility or why bigger hips is seen as a sign of fertility or a sign of you know whatever so that's like an uh, it's a classic reframe that we talk about but there are some even more practical reframes so for example um i actually am a person who in my family has been thought to be uh, stoic now i'm in the people who know me well know that i am not stoic i'm i can be fairly animated but i have a fairly even temper so i don't get riled up about much uh, it takes a lot um, and so my family, they tend to be more emotionally expressive. Some of some of my the members of my family, one of my sisters and my mom, they tend to be a little bit more emotionally um, expressive. And so, uh, I have been told that um, you know I'm I'm too reserved or I am reserved. And a reframe for that may be well, in <laughs> when you are um, dealing with a life or death situation you need to be calm and reserved, right? Being calm and reserved is a good thing in the face of danger or in the face of um, a, a life or death. So when I was in residency and, and I used to be on call when there were emergencies where I had to save a life, bring people back to life, uh, or, or you know, what we call run a code, right? That's in, in medical terms. Um, that requires a certain equanimity. And it's it's something that is natural about me um, and something that many people can practice and, and learn uh, to, to, to acquire that skill. But it's just something that comes naturally. I don't, over, I don't get overly excited. So that's a different context for being reserved or, or calm or overly stoic, I guess would be the word. Um, another contextual thing would be you're too outspoken, right? Uh, and, and I do know that in certain organizations, especially I've heard this from the from uh, certain women that I've worked with who were, uh, for certain women physicians that I've worked with who were outspoken that, um, so they would they would be told you're too outspoken or you know too disruptive disruptive is a term in our organization that gets overly used especially with women so the context what's a different situation where being outspoken would be a good thing right uh, in leadership any leadership position being outspoken would be a good thing to be able to make change being outspoken when standing up for when when there's an injustice being done that would be a good thing so when you're looking at reframing from a contextual standpoint you're asking yourself before you reframe now you reframe you can reframe yourself like if someone's saying to you oh you're too disruptive and and sometimes when people say things to us enough times then it can cause us to internalize that thing. And so um, how can you reframe internally when someone says to you enough times, you're too stoic or you're overly emotional or you're too disruptive? How do you reframe that for yourself? Well, 
you look at, well, what's the contextual situation where that's appropriate? What's a contextual situation where it's a positive thing, where it's necessary to be outspoken or disruptive, right? You, we could, you could say uh, Rosa Parks was disruptive, right? When she would not go to the back bus. So, and then that transformed, you know, that was huge in, in the civil rights era. So uh, when we talk about contextual reframes, usually you're hearing one is to something or not enough of something. And you ask yourself, what is a circumstance or situation in which that would be um, appropriate or even, and even a positive? I'll give you another one. This is, this is for the moms in the house and the parents, the parents in the house. Uh, my son is seven and uh, God love him. He is very persistent. He uh, does not accept no for an answer easily, <laughs> which uh, can be as a parent sometimes very frustrating. However, the content, and, and you know, I have my mom crew, my mom friends, and we often talk about this, uh, you know, and laugh about this, your kids, the kids who are saying no and setting boundaries and all of these things. And one of the, as a matter of fact, I was just looking at post by a, a girlfriend, a physician, doc of, of mine who um, she was talking about her, you know, her daughter effectively setting a boundary. And I, and I, and the way she chronicled the, the story, it sounded like something my son would say. One of the things that I said is that, you know, I personally had a very challenging time setting boundaries uh, coming up or, or coming out of a home, that kind of home that I came out of. And uh, you know, the way I see it in the world, out in the world, when my son grows up, that's one less thing that he will have to learn is setting boundaries, right? Uh, same thing with him being persistent and, and not accepting no for an answer. That is not necessarily a bad thing. He, as if he decides to start his own business or out in the world as a, as a, as a, a business person, that could be very effective, not necessarily seeing no as the final answer, right? Not seeing no as a, as a, a failure. And speaking of, um, speaking of failure, let's move to a different kind of reframe, which is a content reframe. What, is that? what does that mean? That means you're changing the meaning of a behavior or a circumstance, right? So uh, one example, really good example of meaning reframe is, is how we make things, make failure mean things that it doesn't actually mean. And y'all know I like to talk about failure a lot because we are always making failure mean stuff that it doesn't mean. Right? When I say failure, I mean not reaching a particular goal or not getting the outcome that you want. And so when someone comes to me talking about a failure or something that was not achieved, what does that, what's a meaning that you could change failure into different from what your, your existing meaning is of it? So, you know, some people would say, if you fail to reach a goal, that just means you have more information about what not to do so that you get closer the next time or that you actually reach it the next time, right? So that's one way to reframe a, fa a failure. Um, I'm gonna go for the parents again. So when my son 
um, my son, you know, we, he takes Kung Fu. We both take Kung Fu. And uh, one day during the class, we did, we had to do like 50 sit-ups and 50 push-ups. And, you know, he's seven and he's a, he's a thin lad. So uh, <laughs> we were driving home. He says, oh, I'm never doing sit-ups again. My stomach is killing me. And I, so I said to him, well, that just means that your muscles are getting stronger. They're rebuilding so that, you know, you can, your muscles will be much stronger the next time that you do your sit-ups. And he looks at me and he says, oh, well, I think I need to be doing sit-ups every day then. <laughs> so what that did is it loosened the belief or actually shifted his belief because, you know, kids are, they're pliable there. They learn so much faster than we grown-ups do. But it shifted the meaning for him of why his, his abs were hurting. So again, these are various ways that you can shift the meaning of a behavior or thought in order to, in the moment, reframe, right? Um, you know, I could, I, could, I could actually do a content reframe on this, this um, thing with my son. So he, he, he's very persistent. And he, um, he's always negotiating, trying to negotiate an outcome. And so what I say to myself, this is how I reframe myself. Well, that just means that he will be an excellent salesperson when he grows up. So you get the world of, of reframing with intention. So this is just like intention reframing. You can change the context and you can change the meaning of a an unresourceful thought or circumstance to have it occur differently in your mind which when you you know the reason this is so important the reason i work so much with thoughts is because our thoughts set up our expectations set up our actions set up our communications with other people and when we can reframe our thoughts before they actually come out of our mouth, or when we can effectively listen and reframe others who are going down the rabbit hole, right? They're swirl, they're circling the drain, as some people say, then we can make a huge difference in, um, we can make a huge difference in the outcome of a circumstance just by changing our thinking and how we see things, right? Just by, we can make a huge difference in another person's actions by shifting their view. You know, imagine if a person is feeling like they are a failure because maybe they started a business or maybe they started a project and the project did not go the way they thought it was gonna go. And so, you know, a person is automatically making that mean that it's it's never going to work. When all that is is just gathering information, and when and and so a reframe makes a difference between a person quitting and never trying again, and a person just gathering the missing data and trying again with that missing data to succeed. That's huge. That's huge. Whether you're a business owner, it's huge. Whether you're a parent. It's huge whether you're in an organization with a team, you know, it's, it's huge. So I invite you to go out in the world and this does require that you listen. See, this is part of the issue is we're not always listening 
to understand, listening to learn and listening to empower. Most of the time we're listening to respond. But when you start listening, really listening to learn. And, and when I say listening, I mean listening to not only others, but listening to the things that are coming out of your mouth, listening to the structure of your speaking. Then you'll start to catch little things that you can reframe for yourself. And when you practice reframing yourself, and this goes for, um, you know, assumptions, judgments, and beliefs. When you practice reframing yourself, then it'll become, you'll start listening more keenly to others. And it become automatic for you to be able to reframe others when you hear the same mess come out of their mouth. So that's what I wanted to share today as we are thinking about how we begin to shift our thought habits, shift belief patterns, or at least loosen our grip on unresourceful belief patterns in ourselves and others. This is a very simple, easy, in the moment technique that you can apply. And, you know, there's tons of reframes, right? There's tons of frames that you can use. I'm just teaching you to today we go into more of those things in the trainings, but these are two easy ones, changing the content, changing what something means, changing the context, like what's another circumstance where that behavior or that, or that thing or that circumstance would not be a negative, but would be a positive. Whether you're an individual, whether you're a parent, whether you're a teacher, this is massive in education. Whether you're an administrator, whether you're a, uh, um, a CEO, an organizational leader, I want you and I invite you to begin looking at what are the, what are the ways, where are the ways that as you're listening to people, as you're listening to your leaders, as you're listening to your managers, as you're listening to your teams, as you're listening to your staff, that you can begin to reframe negative thoughts and behaviors. And listen, if you are interested in learning more about you know, the depth of language, these intricacies of language that really make a difference in how we uh, think, perceive, act, interact with others, then you can reach out to me. Now, the website, my website is mindremappingacademy.com. If you have questions, whether there's questions about this particular technique, questions about any technique that I've talked about or any topic I've talked about in the past, I invite you to go listen to those. All right. So you all have a wonderful rest of the day and rest of the week. And I look forward to having you or seeing you all and maybe seeing some of you all in the future in the trainings. Take care. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. Also, this is truly a movement for us, and I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. 
leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose, and peace of mind in their lives. And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple. Go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.